When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. And today, two hours breaking down Israel's three to one win over Nicaragua, the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. Let's go. Let's yes. do it, baby. Let's do it. Oh, that's not what we're doing today? Oh, okay. That's why they call it March Madness, right? March Madness. Israel, Puerto Rico tonight. Uh, all right. Um, the madness is here. Conference tournaments were awesome, but the madness is here. Uh, begins with the, uh, the play-in games tomorrow night, or the first four, as we call them officially. Uh, so we yes. do that Tuesday and Wednesday night. And that will lead us, of course, to the round of 64, the first round of the NCAA tournament itself on Thursday we have uh, full coverage here today. Matt Cox will join us from Three Man Weave, gives, give his thoughts on his brackets, his favorite first-round ATS plays as well. Uh, Tim Murray will do the same a little later on. Tim Murray on the show. There you go. That's right. Star Tim, power. Tim Murray, who is uh, on the heels of, uh, of Will Hill in the uh, college basketball contest going on here, the Matt Humans Invitational. Oh. Here, here at uh, the network. Is he? Has he? Is he's he's caught up to Will. Will no, no, lost some of his lead. No, no, he's too back. Okay. The, the picks again. This is where Will killed me about on last week, right? Like I didn't know the format, but I learned the format that it's next week. It starts Thursday. They get to make <laughs> make more picks. I was, Kelly. I was just thinking to myself, where <laughs> yes. I'm like, Kelly, stop asking Gil questions about this competition Uh-oh. that we have no idea about, really. <laughs> and then uh, we also have a Wes Reynolds in studio. Wes Reynolds also in the thick of that competition, who knows all things college hoops. He will give us his uh, his bracket thoughts and his uh, ATS thoughts, and that's really what we're about. By the way, after the show, it is the Beating the Book Megapod March Madness version, and that will be Will Hill, Jeff Parlay, Todd Wishnev. The three of us will go through every single bracket, ATS thoughts included, and we want to cover everything when it comes to March Madness because not everybody, Kelly, is a longtime better who is only a college basketball head who's interested in ATS. We want to talk brackets. And Jason Lisk will be here from Team Rankings. Uh, for our purposes today, really, Pool Genius is, uh, he's an analyst for Pool Genius. They do pools for everything, uh, all sports, but including March Madness itself. And he will give the four basic tenets, the four basic tenets for those who are new, middling, veteran for college basketball pools, what you need to know to maximize profits in your college basketball pools. I like it. I like it. Jason List, first time on the show, I believe. So we look forward to that coming up uh, later this hour. Um, also, 
big trade in the National Football League, of course, right after we left on Friday. And, oh, no, I don't know, maybe young Gil ran into another future. We shall see. Come on, Carolina Panthers, do the right thing. We'll get into the uh, number one pick of the draft a little later on the show. Uh, first thing, before I give my final four, by the way, do you have your? You, did you fill out brackets, Kelly? Did you come up with your final four or anything? No? No, not yet. I not told yet. you what I was busy with last yeah. week. <laughs> Kelly, would you like to share with everybody what you did last week? It was kind of a long story. It was ga- okay. gambling Olympics at Resorts World. You know, I, hit, I hit a couple four. I was just having drinks. I hit a couple four of a kinds on video poker and then went to the craps table and those dice just kept rolling and... Ended up in the high limit room playing blackjack and split twos like six times. And I was like, you know what? I should probably get out of here. I have a show that starts in a few hours. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we all have one night where that happens. You go from game to game to game. You're like, how is this happening? How have I turned $250 into 16000 Never happened before, never after. Just yeah. one, one night of your existence. It was that moment, though, when I saw six twos spread out in front of me. And I'm like, what am I doing here again? I should really get out of here. Um... Here's my final four, just filling out brackets. By the way, I'm a survivor guy. I'm not a brackets guy. So let me just let me just say that in advance. I cannot wait to do NCAA Survivor. I recommend that. That is your pro tip for not only the hour, not only the show, but for the week. Do a do a survivor pool instead of brackets. That's the pro tip. But it, uh, how, how did crack go again? Ba boom. Boom. It was such a window into crack's brain on Thursday. That's awesome. We will review that later. Uh, final four that I came up with, for me anyway, in, in the one bracket I would fill out, Alabama in the South, because I just don't think they have, and Arizona will have something to say about this, as will teams like Creighton. Um, but I don't think Alabama is going to be that that challenged in there, um, he says very uh, tepidly, but I'll, I'll say Alabama in the South. I haven't filled out a bracket yet, Gil, but they will definitely be in my final four. I did put a bet in last night for them to win it win it all. Now, here's where I'm going contrarian with a number one seed. Contrarian with a number one seed. No human being on earth thinks Purdue is getting to the final four. Young Gil's got him in the final four. All right. Just because I'm looking at this, I don't believe in Marquette's defense. Um, Tennessee is all defense. They're not getting there. Duke's playing great, but are they really getting to the Final Four? And then there's Memphis. Memphis is the – here's the thing. Purdue would play Memphis in the second round if, if Memphis gets by FAU. Memphis is one of these teams where you could see them getting knocked out in the first round or getting to the Final yes. Four. Yep. Yeah, I made some money on them this weekend. Yeah. I hate that they're matched up with FAU first round, though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to go contrarian with a number one pick. And by the way, the level to which you should go contrarian, which we'll talk to Jason Lisk about, has everything to do with the size of your pool. That's just one of the four tenants. We'll get to that. Midwest, um, I got Texas coming out of the Midwest. Got Texas coming good. out of the Midwest, number two seed. And then out west, I ended up with number four seed UConn. Um, and if you break this down, and we will uh, coming up with all our guests, but if you break this down in terms of adding up the, the overall seeds per region, just limiting to the top four seeds now in each region. If you do that, then the most, we'll do it from most competitive to least competitive, the, the, the easiest of the four, based on the top four seeds and their overall seeding, would be the East, Purdue's region. Purdue, Marquette, Kansas State, and Tennessee are one, two, three, and four. Those total seeds add up to 37. The hardest of the four would be the West, total top four seed uh Adds up to 31, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn. Now, that might vary if you go beyond the first four seeds, but if you stick to the first four seeds, that's the hardest, or I should say the easiest and the hardest. 
which of course then brings us to the update of our college basketball championship formula. We got to do this, Kelly. We must start the show with this. And for those who are new to the show, uh, we do this every year here on Numbers Game. We did it in the uh, Beating the Book podcast before this, Betting Dork before this. We've done this for our entire existence. And it's tried and true. And it does isolate, with rare exception, I do mean rare exception, the team that will eventually win or the, the group of teams from which the eventual champion will come. Here are the criteria. The last 32 champions had more assists than turnovers. And you can see that takes it all the way back to, like, the mid-'80s. 31 of the last 32 had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. The only exception, the 2014 UConn Huskies, the Shabazz Napier UConn Huskies, led by head coach Kevin Ollie, who had not been to a Sweet 16 before that. 26 of the last 27 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. The exception of the 2014 UConn Huskies. Again, we used RPI all the way back then. We still keep it as a criteria. Last 27 champs at a top 75 strength of schedule. Uh-oh. For Houston. And 19 of the last 20 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Yes, once again, the 2014 UConn Huskies, who were number 39 in adjusted offensive efficiency, were the one exception through all those 20 years. And 19 of the last 20 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency. The only exception, and barely, the 2021 Baylor Bears. Number 22 in adjusted defensive efficiency. We're talking Ken Palm for offensive and defensive efficiency. Now, who qualifies this year? And this is, I will say this, and I'm doing this anecdotally because I don't have exactly my reactions from year to year, but this has remained the most consistent year, I think, looking at this the past month. And we've looked at it a handful of times, not quite a full handful of times. Say about this is our fourth look into it. Qualified teams currently at the moment, and you can play your way into it during the up to six games you can play in the tournament in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency, adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. You can play your way into it in terms of strength of schedule. Um, the only thing you can't play your way into it is in uh, with a head coach with Sweet 16 experience, prior Sweet 16 experience. You can also play into it, of course, um, terms of beating top three teams or three at least three teams in the top 10% of RPI. So co- the coach is the only part of it, though, that would be prior season. Coach is the only guy. one that remains what it is. But here, but, th- but this has been consistent the whole time. The only team that qualifies right now, Alabama. Alabama's number 19 in adjusted offensive efficiency, number three in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Nate Oates has been to one sweet 16. They barely have more assist than turnovers. But there is... Seven other teams. There are seven other teams that are just on the outside looking in. And they are Houston, number 11 in adjusted offensive efficiency at Kempom, number four adjusted defense. Kelvin Sampson been here many times to the Sweet 16 and beyond. But 92nd in strength of schedule. And here's what the formula doesn't factor in. Injuries. Marcus Sasser, a huge question mark for Houston and already uh, an offense that whose adjusted offensive efficiency has already dropped markedly without him in the lineup. Purdue, just on the outside looking in. Number seven adjusted offense. Number 26 adjusted D. They're on the outside looking in. Kansas, just on the outside looking in. Although that adjusted offensive efficiency dropping a bit. Number 29 adjusted offense. Number seven adjusted D. Bill Self now back in the fold with Kansas after getting a couple stents over the weekend. UConn. Number six adjusted offense, number 18 adjusted D, but Dan Hurley's never taken a team to the Sweet 16. And then there's a few more. 
just on the outside looking in. UCLA, again, without Jalen Clark now. Number 25 adjusted offense. Number one adjusted deep. But again, Clark's Defensive Player of the Year in the Pac-12 and a Naismith finalist for National Defensive Player of the Year. So that's an issue. Obviously, Kansas has an injury. Kansas, they have an injury they have to monitor as well with McCuller. So it's it's like I, one of the most interesting, you know, March Madness brackets in terms of really top teams having concerns with top players. Texas, just on the outside looking in. Number 18 adjusted offense, number 11 adjusted defense, but Rodney Terry, their interim coach, has never taken a team to the Sweet 16. And Creighton, number 28 adjusted offense, number 15 adjusted D. They, just on the outside looking in. It's always been those eight teams. Every time we've looked at it, one of them will be, according to this formula, your national champion. Matt Cox, next on a numbers game. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, tennis picks coming up uh, later in the show in a bit. Got three. All dogs. All dogs. How's Ru- Indian Wells been treating you? Well, I went to Indian Wells. First of all, rough Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Other what than that, Friday, right? other than that, a great tournament. How long were you there? I was there, for, I was there for the Friday night session and then both sessions on Saturday. Okay. And 
literally, I will just say this again to anybody. It, it, besides the slams, it's one of the only tournaments on earth for the whole year where everybody's playing. Now, obviously, Djokovic didn't because of vaccine rules, and Nadal didn't because of injury. But we saw Iga. We saw Carlos Alcaraz play. We saw Daniil Medvedev play. Uh, not to mention, like, Taylor Fritz, Ben Shelton, Anjabur. Like It was unbelievable. It's tennis paradise, as they call it. That's I awesome. couldn't recommend it more. Now, the drive through the desert is not for the faint of heart. But other than that, it was fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, let's talk some more college basketball. Matt Cox joins us from 3-Man Weave, 3MW underscore CBB. First of all, Matt, let me just say it's nice that you guys are with us here after the brackets. Last year, you weren't able to do that. So I thank you in advance because I know you're highly in demand, sir. Uh, yeah, we'd like to think we're more important than we really are, Gil. But, yeah, uh, of yeah, course, have to join the boys for uh, – and <laughs> also just wanted to get on the mic and, and share – um, you know, I, me and Kelly wanted to go off on FAU's just disgraceful, disrespectful seed, um, just horrid stuff there for our owls. Terrible draw, but Ow- uh, I'll still stick with them first round. I have to. Our have owls. To. All right, so let's talk about it. so Memphis at eight nine game. Memphis with FAU. Is that the most like of all the first round games? Is that the one you're looking? Let's take let's take betting on off the uh, table for this moment. Is that the game yep. you're most looking forward to in the first round? It is for me because I've just been a fan of this Owls team all season. I think they're a real, um, you know, a, a second weekend type team. This is a match between a five and a six seed, not a, not an eight and a nine seed. And so I think two teams that are just grossly underseeded. FAU legitimately underseeded based on their actual resume. Memphis just with the way they're playing right now. Um, and we saw what they did last year. Tick and Zaga gave them a real scare in the uh, the second round. So, yeah, this is a going to be, I think, the winner of this game advances and marches on over Purdue. That's a Friday game in Columbus between uh, Memphis, uh, Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers, 26 and eight Florida Atlantic, 31 and three conference USA uh, tournament champions. What other first round matchups when it was revealed on either the, I guess CBS was first and then ESPN, by the way, can we talk about those two broadcasts? The ESPN broadcast second was so great. I thought Um, they were hamming it up. They were having such a great time. Now, some people might say they were hamming it up too much. I loved it. Uh, it was uh, Reese Davis, Jay Billis, Seth Greenberg, LaFonso Ellis. The uh, CBS broadcast was rife with mistakes this year, both like in terms of yep. putting the brackets up and then showing the team to, to uh, Florida Atlantic was on the screen before they were revealed on the bracket, that kind of thing. So I'm not sure CBS was thrilled with their broadcast. But when it first came up on the screen, which ones elicited sort of the oohs and ahs from you beyond Florida Atlantic Memphis? Well, as an Indiana alum, I thought the Kent State draw was just – tough um i think indiana fans have already talked themselves into losing that game and i'm kind of in that camp i think kent state does <laughs> was that one that was the first bet i took at four and a half i think it's down to four now um there's mid-majors that everyone gets you know that galvanizes people that are kind of fickle that people don't see and i think there's real mid-majors that everyone gravitates towards but it's for the right reasons i think kent state's that team um you know i think of the obvious upsets in years past, I think in Middle Tennessee versus Minnesota a few years back where it seemed like 90% of the world was on Middle Tennessee and they won outright. It was just the right pick, it felt like. I think Kent State is sort of in that boat. As much as I like Indiana, I think they're a legitimate threat to make a deep run. Um, it just thinks that they got this draw. A complete team, amazing coach in Rob Senderoff that no one knows about. Got a ball stopper instance here. Carrier, they got some real size up front. They're trending uh, skyrocketing in the right direction right now. So it's just a terrible draw. I took Kent State plus four and a half, as I mentioned. So that's my first bet. First yeah. bet, Kent State plus four and a half. Going against your alma mater. I like I it. I know. Blood it's money. Friday, Blood money bet. Yes, sir. Friday night game, 4-13 game between Indiana and the golden flashes of Kent State MAC tournament champs. 
Um, all right, let's get into some more of your bets. Did you make any others? I took Drake and VCU just this morning on the money line, uh, both short spreads. Just in general, the theme you see this year is uh, these 12-13s, they're legit. I think that's been kind of the narrative coming into the bracket. Now that we've seen the bracket release, we see the early numbers. Uh, I should do kind of an aggregate average line of the spread discrepancies here. I got to wager this is probably the average, the shortest average line you've seen from the 413s, 512s. But I think they're for the right reasons. Um, just the way Drake's playing, the way BCU's playing. Not only are they older, deeper teams with very few, uh, you know, glaring flaws. I just think they're uh, they're they're red hot. And kind of a theme with Kent State, I think playing the red hot teams. There is a narrative that that was the way to go years ago, and I think people tried to debunk that. But I still have seen some evidence in the data that uh, if you're playing your best basketball against a team that's playing average or you know slightly trending in the wrong direction, just from an ATS cover margin perspective. Um, usually pretty good wagers, and I respect Darian DeBreeze, and I respect Mike Rhodes. Backing good coaches in the tournament is always pretty good. What uh, were the angle. two? Even though they're playing against Drake, oh, yeah, and I, what was the other one? And VCU. And VCU. So Drake, against, Drake against Miami, and then VCU yeah. against St. Mary's, yep. Okay, because you hit on, I think, the second biggest theme of this, which is, I, I said earlier, it's okay, it's some of the top seeds dealing with it, huge injuries. Houston with Sasser, um, obviously uh, UCLA with Clark, and then you have the issue with Kansas, which might not be as big of a deal, but they also have uh, the issue with McCullough. So it, it's you got There's question marks at the top, but there's also what you just said, which is it feels like. And this was also, you know, starting with the the mainstream media broadcast, just in terms of oh, you got to advance this twelve and this thirteen. Seth Davis started out even fourteen seeds is uh, you know uh, getting there as well with some of the brackets, but it's reflected in the betting market as well. And you're right. If you probably aggregated it, maybe it's the shortest of all time. I guess the, the counter question to that would be, and this obviously has to do with if you're in upset rewarded pools, you should absolutely right. follow that instinct and, and advance those teams liberally. If you're not, and also from a betting standpoint, the question would be, have we gone too far with some of those? Has the pendulum swung? You say it's justified. But are there some where you feel like, because I said, I'm advancing Purdue to my Final Four, and I feel like advancing the number one seed to the Final Four is the most contrarian thing you could possibly do right now. Do you feel that way about some other teams or some other matchups? Uh, there's a couple out there. Uh, that's a good angle at Purdue, though, just because the rest of that bracket's brutal. So if you're looking to pick a non-Purdue team, um, you know, it's, they're going to they're going to see a tough draw no matter whether they come out of that bottom part or that upper part of that region. Uh, what was the one that stuck out? I thought UConn Ono was a little short. I know Rick Pitino is an awesome coach, and I'm going to feel like a fool when this segment goes live on old takes exposed and Iona <laughs> beats Dan Hurley, a notorious tournament underachiever. But I think not was it nine right now? I think that's way too short. Uh, UConn's playing like a legit top three team. The, like their power rating, you just kind of break it into three chapters of the season. They're playing close to 100, I thought, for the first you know, was month of the year. They beat everyone by 30 at the MTE. Had that weird lull. But lately, I mean, save the Marquette loss. I mean, Marquette's are, you know, they're, they're a whole different beast. But, um, I mean, they're playing right back, at least pretty close to where I had them rated. Uh, I think they should be laying closer to 13 here. And, again, that's even factoring in like a point or two for Rick Pitino's uh, tournament voodoo, uh, juju, I should say. Uh, but the data says – Patino is 18 and 15, I believe, against the spread. So, I mean, yeah, he's a plus EV coach in this setting, but it's not like he's 20 and two against the number, right? So, I don't think you should be terrified to fade him. Uh, and against this UConn team, I'm not, I'm not scared of him. So, yeah, I really think in history we've gotten to the point where it's contrarian to do 
the more obvious thing, like the, the whole notion yeah, of, right. yeah, I think, I think it's that's what we've gotten. It really is a circle. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so you, you like VCU and Drake on the money line. You would not hesitate. You have not bet the UConn game though. You have not laid the points yet on UConn or you have. I have yet. No, I have not. The other one I was looking at too is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. seems like everyone wants to fade Tennessee because Rick Barnes is a known uh, right. tournament yeah. uh, flop, but that's a, a tough matchup for Louisiana. I think that's a, a situation where you have strength on strength. The power conference team's strength is always stronger than the mid-majors team's strength. So uh, I don't really see that giant killer type of uh, DNA in, in, in Louisiana. So I, Jim Wormley's like, Matt, don't do it again. Uh, I have nightmares of looking at uh, Tennessee just failing to stall Oregon State zone. Was it two years ago? So, uh, But I will go back to the I will probably lay it with Tennessee. I think they're also a little bit underpriced here. Okay, and then real quick on the way out, which is the which is the giant killer that not only has a first-round upset, but actually will get to the Sweet 16? Oof. Uh, I think VCU is the right answer there. I really do. Um, I know it's not really a... You know, upset in terms of number, what they're catching only two and a half, I think. I think they beat St. Mary's, and I think they actually beat UConn second round. I think Mike Rose has his team rolling wow. right now. They can pressure you. They can steal possessions defensively with their turnovers. They can get to the glass. I think they actually have some upside shooting this year, too, which they really haven't had in years past. So I like the Rams makeup to go to the uh, the Sweet 16. Yeah. All right. Your final four was what? I had uh, UConn, Houston, Duke, and who's the other team? Someone else good. They're one seed. I'm blanking. Um, I guess which 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 one you did do? UConn, Houston, not Bama. And Bama, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. All right, we Blair. differ. We differ Blair. on one. We differ on one. Ooh, okay. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you, yo. NFL draft, big trade at the top. Oh, we could be on the right side of this. That's next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Don't forget all the big dance coverage your heart desires right here at VSEN. You can become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only Visa Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game for Visa experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Adam Burke breaking down all 68 teams. Man, it's good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I am all about all I, I cannot wait for this, the survivor pool. By the way, we get tweets at beating the book. And the reason I bring this up is because we got some survivor tweets. Frank Zardecki took the advice of Gill and started a March Madness Survivor Pool. Not high stakes, but over 70 entries already. Would love to have Gill and Kelly join. Great show. Thank you. John Balducci. Anniversary of the uh, Syracuse-UConn six-overtime game. The day I got two and a half points of CLV, then lost the under by 106 points. What a night that was. Jerry McNamara. I'll never forget where I was. Was that the McNamara run, or was that a different year? I can't even remember now. I'm blurring. I remember watching it at a tiki bar, tiki bar in Isla Mirada with friends like on spring break in college, and they were going nuts that I wanted to keep watching this game. I was like, it's going to be done soon. Like, come on, so, we're in double on. overtime. Like, come on. I can go any further Give me a this. few more minutes. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> John Harris at Dream Crushers say, hey, Gil, I know how much you love Survivor Pools. Can you comment on the strategy for March Madness Survivor Pool? I would love to. Um, so essentially it's, 
And the formats will vary a little bit. But the one that I'm in is you pick one team for every day. Every day, not every round, but every day. You can't use that team again, like an NFL survivor pool. Um, the caveat being that because this is a bracket, you have to make sure that you still have teams available once you get down to, you know, the last day of the Elite Eight and the Final Four and the championship game. So that's the trick. The trick is, and, and then there's another level to this. If there's a tie, right, because if you run out of teams, you're out. If you're the last man standing, you win. But if there's two last men standing and neither of those two people advances past the other, the tie, the, the aggregate score is the tiebreaker, meaning you're rewarded for picking the bigger upsets, aggregate seeding. So it's multi-levels. And, so the, and, and now some pools, there's going to be a deadline at the beginning of the day. Some pools, there will be a deadline at the end of Thursdays. And the end of Thursdays are the ones that will allow you to re-up and re-up and re-up, and the pool just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, so big that the feds have to come and shut it down. <laughs> so I should probably mention that. Probably should add that to the whole so thing. So don't let it get that right. big. Got so it. So <laughs> basically the general – so once you know your rules, and this will come up with Jason Lisk when it comes to standard brackets too, know your rules. It's everything. The rules of your pool and of your survivor pool and of your brackets are everything, whether it's upset, rewarded, or not. So once you get that going, essentially you are incentivized to pick teams that you don't think will advance further, a la NFL Survivor. The more of the, uh, is it higher seeds or lower seeds? What I, I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, Kelly. I can never get this part right. I mean, I'm talking 13s and 12s. You're incentivized those to pick those. Those are higher seeds. Yeah, okay. So, you're, so the higher I mean, seeds. That's the way I say it. I don't, know, yeah, I don't know what to say. It changes from person to person. But you're incentivized to pick the 12s, the 13s, and the 14s especially if you don't think they're going to advance beyond the first round. And then you also have to make sure with the quadrants that you're not killing one quadrant or one side of the bracket so that you're crapped out at the end. Those are the general survivor strategies. We have to get to football, but those are, that's what you're looking to do generally. So it's a bit of a multi-layered puzzle and that's what makes it so cool. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to play, I'm going to play him on this here for sure. Do it. Do it. You're getting offers on uh, Twitter for it. All right. What happened otherwise besides college basketball when we left here on Friday? Big trade National Football League for the draft. The Classic Bear- Friday news dump. I'm pretty uh, yep. sure this came out at uh, 5.30 like, Eastern time. Gil, have you left work? Great. We're going <laughs> to dump it right now. So the Bears trade the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers get the number one pick in the 2023 draft, and the Bears get from Carolina the number nine pick in this draft the number 61 pick, second-round pick in this draft, next year's 2024 first-round pick from the Panthers, 2025 second-round pick, and, oh, by the way, wide-receiving standout DJ Moore in the deal as well. Mm-hmm. So the Bears in one fell swoop saying, we believe in you, Justin Fields. We'll get whoever we want at number nine. Go at it, Carolina Panthers, who need a quarterback, like so many teams do, and Carolina's all in. Now, what did this do to the betting market? It made C.J. Stroud your favorite to go number one. Now, we don't know if this is going to happen. We won't know till late April. But for those of us, and I'm talking about those of us here, who said as late as Friday before this trade happened, Kelly, I believe my words were, I am more convinced than ever that C.J. Stroud will be the number one pick in the draft. This is before any trade happened. Bet him at plus 682 on vacation. 
bet him at plus 340 last week. When, remember, I, it was plus 350 when I went to the window over at the beautiful Silverton here down the road. Ooh, oh, ooh. it's gorgeous. And they spun me. It went to plus 340. I'm getting upset that they spun me and, and dropped the number. And the guy behind the counter, he's the one who's upset with me. He goes, do you want it or not? So I said, yes, I want it. Thank you very much. So I got those two bets going. So C.J. Stroud becomes a five-figure deal for me, Kelly. And now he's minus 300. Now all the insiders, the quote-unquote insiders, saying, my sources tell me that the Panthers are eyeing C.J. Stroud. Well, I hope so. But C.J. Stroud is now minus 300. I never bought into the Bryce Young thing, who has always been the favorite in this category because he's slight of build. I certainly never bought into the Anthony Richardson hype train from the combine because, you know, a broad jump and a vertical jump, vertical leap, should not be valued more than actually reading defenses and having some accuracy. So Stroud is now the favorite. Again, will it get there? We'll see. Only time will tell. And will Levis 35-1 to now to go number one? Yeah, a little interesting to me, I guess, that Richardson odds didn't move at all because I feel like the biggest takeaway from the Richardson didn't the, move. That's the right. quote unquote experts was this basically locks in Young or Stroud at number one. And I'm like, okay, well, the, the sports books don't necessarily agree with that, or they've taken so much Richardson money here over the past couple weeks that they couldn't move it too much. I don't know about you. I did end up buying off a little bit. of took uh, Bryce Young at plus 250 just to, like, I'm locked in. As, lo- as long as it's not Richardson yeah. at one, I'm locked in, guaranteed profit already in the drafts. So I was going to bring what, that up. A month and a half away. Yeah, Un- unless a unless a huge surprise happens and that you'd, you'd lose both. But that was m- what I was going to say, which is now do you come back, for those who have C.J. Stroud at plus money, do you come back and bet Bryce Young at plus money and, as Kelly says, virtually lock in a win? I have not done that yet, but certainly if you want to do it, hey, do it. Nothing wrong with that. I think it, I think it depends too. It's one of those how much how much did you invest in Stroud early, right? And like I hit that ticket pretty big, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me get this plus two fifty in because I, I kind of had a feeling that plus two fifty. I mean, maybe it does as we get closer to the draft and we really figure out if Stroud is the guy and that separation continues to grow. But if I had to guess over the next few weeks, I think it gets closer uh, back to, you know, back to even. The fundamental reason why I kept saying now I and it just got bigger and bigger for me was now I believe more than ever it's going to be CJ Stroud is because two things. One, when it's that moment to have your number one pick or, or or the week before, the days before the draft, and you're in that war room or in your offices whoever had the number one pick eventually, will you really stake your entire future of a front office, which you are doing with this pick, on a guy who has physical limitations in terms of height and size in Bryce Young? Will you really have the onions to do that? And the bigger point, and this, this is from draft to draft for our entire existence here on planet Earth, what happens to people between the end of a college football season and April 20th, whatever, 29th, whatever the date is every year, 27, 28, 29th, whenever the draft, draft falls from year to year? That three, four-month period, <clears throat> or longer if you're not even in a bowl, but that period of time, people seem to forget everything they know about college football. What did C.J. Stroud do? between then and now, that has made everybody seemingly forget about him with the Bryce Young hype and the Anthony Richardson hype. C.J. Stroud is ridiculous. Completely agree. 
That, I mean, that, that completely agree. That That's why I'm loaded up on him like we both did. Uh, look, I think the Bryce Young, it, Bryce Young situation is fascinating to me, right? Because it's, if I keep hearing from people that his arm is Mahomes-like and that he's a miniature Mahomes, sure, you could sell me on it why he'd go number one, but on the, on the other side of that coin, is it always going to be the height issue? Sorry, that is going to be an issue that people are going to keep coming back to. So I'm kind of with you. I mean, Stroud, Stroud is, Stroud's, what are the questions over Stroud? I don't know. I don't know. Still searching for one. None of us knows if he's going to be a great NFL player or not, but that's not the point here. We're talking about who's going to be the number one pick in the draft. We're betting this, though. Back to college basketball after the break. The four tenants you need to know to maximize profits in your college basketball pool. Jason Lisk from Pool Genius next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering basketball fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. The BetMGM March Matchups $10 million Perfect Bracket Challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbooks. Pick a perfect bracket, and you'll be the legend that takes home the $10 million grand prize. Kelly, perfect bracket, $10 million. Easy. Fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament wins a guaranteed top prize of $100,000. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY 
or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, that's 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Contest not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> we're done. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. That's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, oh, one tweet I want to just read here before we get to Jason Lisk, which is from uh, Teasers and Parlays. He says, uh, was your, oh, no, that Teasers and Parlays said, signed up for DraftKings Survivor Contest this morning. Let's go. They got a Survivor Contest. Oh. Outstanding. And then Nathan Mallinson, was your laptop confiscated at Indian, at Indian Wells? No, it was not. I just uh, went mobile phone in the actual stadium itself. Um it was a little frustrating because of the seats I had. The, the Wi-Fi was janky, but when you got to the concourse, you could use it. So it, was a little, it wasn't a perfect uh, situation. Uh, let's talk pool strategy. And who better to help us with Jason Lisk uh, from Pool Genius. He's an analyst there. First time on the show. Thrilled to have him. How you doing, Jason? I'm great. I, I am honored. You know, I listen to you and Chris and you, Andrews guest the lines in the NFL season, so I'm excited to be here on the Monday leading into the NCAA tournament. To talk oh, about. man, you're very kind. It's great to have you. And and I think, and this is the thing, is we don't want to get too cool for school here and only talk ATS. We realize that 90% of our audience still loves filling out brackets. I'm trying to get them to do survivor pools, but I get it. Brackets are still the thing. And it's great to have a, a solid reminder of what people should remember in order to maximize profits in their brackets. Let's start with the very first thing. I sort of alluded to this earlier, and it sounds very simple, but man, is it everything. Understanding your scoring system. What do you mean by that? So absolutely. Um, you know, if, if you are in, a, in like the ESPN contest, one point in the first round, all the way to 32 by the final, you know, and no points for upsets, that really puts an incentive on nailing the champion and getting some of those key picks through to the final four, maybe one or two others. Uh, to win most pools. So you don't have to go crazy with upsets early. You really need to find and leverage one of those top champion picks and kind of go with, go with ride one of those horses and, and surround them with some values, but not go too crazy in the early rounds when you're not getting bonus points. Now, I play in some pools where you get points based on seed, based on seed difference. Uh, so you get 10 points if you pick a 10 seed versus one if you pick a one seed. Well, that makes a big difference. If you're getting bonus points for picking upsets, a lot of times picking a 12 or an 11 over a six makes perfect sense when you're getting double the points. Absolutely. That's the first thing folks should know. Now, this one is, this one's a little more nuanced, and I'm going to lean on you here to articulate this properly, the, to assess the difference uh, between risk and value. Yeah, so th th there's, if you want to win a bracket, you got to get points people, other people don't get. But you also have to avoid sitting there on the sidelines because you pick the seven seed to the final four, and then the two or the one seed goes <laughs> all the way and is just killing you round by round as you didn't pick it. Because you lose, you silently lose that way. So you got to balance those two factors. You don't want to just go all upsets, all six seeds, five seeds, and you don't want to go all straight chalk because you do have to differentiate yourself somewhere. But you need to find those targeted chances to take risks where it makes sense where you're not giving up that much in terms of odds of winning so look for value don't go too crazy with some of this stuff and a lot of this also not a lot of this but all of this is 
heavily tied into the pool size that you happen to be in as well, right? All of this is intrinsically connected to each other. Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about this this contest to pick a perfect bracket, which none of us are going to do. But if you're playing in a contest nationally with thousands and thousands of entries, you have to take on more risk, make some crazier picks because you're competing with so many people. If you're playing 20 buddies, 10 buddies, uh, they're probably going to make some poor picks. They're going to take the six seed on the run and they're going to lose them in round one or two. And um, so just being nice, conservative, solid picking can win you those smaller pools In larger pools. You really got to find those edges. Like for example, let's, let's tie it to betting, right? You can win pools by taking a betting approach with the futures. Like I'm going to leverage this unpopular champion that's being way underpicked and basically put my pool chances on them and see if I can leverage this pick because I think they're underpicked. If that makes sense. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, core, it's the same thing as sort of daily, uh, you know, daily DFS, uh, which is redundant, but DFS, which is the bigger the contest, the more the more shots you have to take, basically, in layman's terms. The yep. the tighter the contest, the more you should sort of um, just assess what the other folks might take, and you should uh, behave accordingly. You should always try to assess what others are taking, but that will vary from pool, from pool size to pool size, big to uh, small. This one's my favorite, Jason. Uh, yes. Because I think it's the one that people neglect to mention. And it, it immediately occurred to me, I hadn't seen uh, your tenants yet when I was watching the CBS broadcast yesterday. And immediately, right, I won't pick yeah. on anybody specifically, immediately they launch into, oh, you got to love the 12 versus the 5, and this is the one you got to take. What are what are the golden rules, quote unquote, that you should avoid? Yeah, there's a lot of them. People people have certain seed-based numbers that they think are, are oh, you got to always pick this kind of seed. You can't pick all ones. You can't pick all ones and twos. Actually, a lot of winning brackets when we study them have like most of the top eight in their final four, and they just hit two or three of them and get the champ right versus, you know, getting crazy. Um, you don't have to like go crazy and pick an eight seed to the final four. Um so all these are like seed-based numbers. You have to pick a certain quota of upsets. You don't. You don't have to pick a certain quota of upsets. You should pick those upsets when they make sense for that year. Uh, that said, I do like some 12 seeds in the betting market this year, but I'm not going to go crazy picking them in a bracket. I'm going to translate that to the betting if I like a 12 seed. And that's the thing. So all of these, like, that's, that's the other thing. A lot of the stuff that people are going to do isn't going to be exactly consistent. You're going to be have to have to be able to process that you like, you know, a, a team with the points in a bet. You have to be okay to pick them in an upset rewarded pool. You have to be okay not to pick them in a non-upset rewarded pool. So there's lots of things you got to think about. Survivors, it's whole uh, Mishugas after that. So all of those things matter. Um, and just by the way, for some facts, what you know, just to buttress some of what Jason's talking about. A one seed has won the title in the last five NCAA tournaments. Again, we don't love trends, but just to let you know, um, a number one seed has won the tournament the last five years. At least one number one seed has reached the final four in the last nine tournaments. So know that as well. Just because it's there doesn't mean that it's necessarily predictive, but in case you're going you know, hog on this and you're just going to go five, seven, nine, eight, just know that that just typically does not happen. Um Final four, first four teams rather have reached the final four twice in history as well, um, and some other things that we will uh, note throughout the show. But these are these are all tenants. Again, understand your scoring system, assess risk and value, adjust strategy for pool size, 
and avoid some of the golden rules. Oh, you got to advance a 12 past a 5. It always happens. Well, yeah, it might, but it has nothing to do with actual 12 versus 5 seeds. It's just right. about your assessment of the game. Jason, now you, uh, you work at Pool Genius, which is part of team rankings. Explain to folks what they can find over there. So if you visit Pool Genius and you go to the bracket picks, we have uh, subscriptions for customized pool picks. You can set up as many brackets as you want. You put enter your pools and we'll give you our customized picks based on our projections, our simulations, and which works for your scoring system and pool size. Now, I will say you mentioned survivor pools too. Mm-hmm. We, we, starting last year, we have a survivor tool. We, um, we're big survivor guys in NFL season. And I love NCAA Survivor Pool. So we have a tool for that where we give some ratings each day. Uh, Survivor, NCAA Survivor's awesome. The greatest thing ever. It won't be crazy do that because you can leverage some upsets in, like, say, the Elite Eight if you plan out, like, which teams do I think are going to be popular to go against. You can win these large pools by by positioning yourself. you got to take a lot of risks in an NCAA Survivor Pool. Yes, super. You really do. It's so much fun. Uh, and then you mentioned real quick, because we only have 20 seconds here, Jason, but you mentioned you like uh, some of the upsets uh, against the spread, at least, or you like the taking the number in some of these uh, longer seeds? You know, uh, teams like VCU, um, teams like Drake, uh, this is a strong, I'll say this, it's a strong class of 12s and 13s this year. A lot of the top teams won. That's not always the case in these conference tournaments, but that happened. Uh, VCU particularly can turn people over on a roll entering the tournament. All right. Jason Lisk, that's L-I-S-K, at Jason Lisk on Twitter from Pool Genius. Thank you, Jason. Great talking to you. Absolutely. Jason Lisk, everybody. We'll come back. Tim Murray from VEASAN Primetime. College Hoops, all hour next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.